Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 143. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you for Patriots Week Part 2, hopefully with a better finish than the last time. Before we get started today, you guys should know the drill by now. We got to talk about our sponsors over at Manscaped. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use my promo code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice for this holiday season. So obviously we're going to get into the Patriots game and just everything about this week that is so uh, making me antsy. I'm on the seat of my pants over here. Uh, And we also have voicemails to get into, but... The New York Jets need to exercise their demons. That is the only note that I wrote for this video. Note that I wrote. That rhymed. Note that I wrote for this video. Exercise the demons. We talked a lot about this a couple of weeks ago, but it's all appropriate once again now as it was just a few weeks ago as this New York Jets team are taking on a team that they haven't beaten in in an incredibly long time. Oh, for their last 13 against the New England Patriots. Oh, for their last 13. Week 16, 2015. You guys know it well. If you're a Jeff fan, you know it well. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eric Decker, overtime game. Quincy Nuno with the big play to set it up. You know it. You know it well. But even before that, if you want to go get even more specific, the last time the Jets won in New England was the 2010 playoffs. The playoffs. If you want to go back the last time the Jets won in New England in the regular season, Brett Favre was the quarterback. Brett Favre in 2008 And Matt Castle started. If you want to go back to when the last time the New York Jets won in New England with their starting quarterback, who was like the starter at the beginning of the season, you have to go back to 2006. And guess what? That's the game where the Patriots tore up their grass field after it because Kevin Barlow ran it down the New England Patriots' throats in the rain. Sean Ellis, who was always, always, always clutch against the New England Patriots, had a huge game that day. It's, I'm so damn tired of this team. I'm over it, man. I am so done with it. There's a reason why Jeff fans hate the Patriots. Because you've been beaten down time and time and time and time and time again by them. And arguably the, I was going to say arguably the most frustrating, but that's probably a little too reactionary. The reason why this past loss a couple of weeks ago was so frustrating is because this was the theme, was that things felt different this year. The Jets were 5-2 and going into that game. 
and the New England Patriots were struggling. The Jets were on this win streak. Robert Sala has, you know, the, the Jets really, you know, flying. And yeah, you know, unfortunately, you lost Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. But for the most part, vibes were pretty good for this New York Jets team. And then you got a clunker from Zach Wilson, which gives me hope. The reason why that gives me hope is because if you watch Zach Wilson play quarterback against the New England Patriots that game, he was abysmal. Yes, there were some nice moments. You don't throw for over 300 yards without some nice moments in the game. But too many times were their bonehead mistakes. He was drifting backwards, not stepping up in the pocket, creating more pressure on himself, throwing the ball up for grabs, drift throwing off his back foot. And that's a problem. Obviously, we talked about it then. Everyone talked about it. It was a massive, massive issue. And it was frightening. And life doesn't get easier for you as at the time, this is in the past now, but at the time you had to go up against the Buffalo Bills the following week. Bills defense is pretty damn good. But then what happens? Something rare from a Jets play caller and a quarterback happens. They adjusted. That's what happened. They adjusted. Zach Wilson got rid of the ball quickly. Zach Wilson stepped up in the pocket. Zach Wilson tucked it and ran. And also, Zach Wilson didn't try to force anything. Four things that all needed improvement from him. He did it. And LaFleur saw that. What, what happened against the Patriots. And we all did. It was abysmal. I'm sure they, he got read the riot act in the, in the film room over it. He stunk. There's no way around it. But that Bills game was a polar opposite. His completion percentage, sky high. He got rid of the ball in under two seconds. It was take the snap, boom, hit your guy. And you have to know what's coming. You just saw him a couple weeks ago. You know what they're going to do. They're going to try to make life hard for you by running a lot of cover one and cover three. Their zones can be confusing. I, for a young quarterback, I get it. They own young quarterbacks. Own them. But you just saw it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever, you know, whenever it would be at the time, three weeks ago. You can exercise these demons. You can win this game. If the Jets got average quarterback play the last time these two teams met up, the Jets win that game. It was a one-score game. The Patriots won by five points, 22-17. to 17, And the quarterback melted down. If the quarterback doesn't melt down, that's a different game. And I know, that I'm gonna, I already see the comments talking about the John Franklin Myers penalty and the refs and, and this and that. I, I get it. Those are all factors as well. But it's so hard to win in this league when you turn the ball over three times. Even if there's only one turnover, you have a good shot to win that game. And I'm not saying he's going to go turnover free necessarily against New England. That might be a tough ask. But can you have a high completion percentage? Can you get the yards per attempt up? Can you throw for a touchdown? Maybe two. And play similar to what you did against Buffalo? They're not going to ask him to throw the ball 40 plus times like they did this last time. You know you got to run the ball. You can't run it just 15 times, which is what happened with Michael Carter and James Robinson. They looked much better this past week against Buffalo, both those guys. And the Jets have looked better on the road than they have at home. They're 4-0 on the road. 
So normally you think, all right, going up to Foxborough, Patriots off a bye. Oh, my God, get ready for the beatdown. That's not how I feel at all. Maybe I'm setting myself up to get just crushed again. If so, so be it. So be it. But I don't think this Patriots team is just some dominant team that's going to steamroll the Jets. Or The Jets don't belong in that same conversation with them. I don't buy it for a second. I really don't. Because as I said, it was a one-score game with the worst quarterback play of the week in the league. And James Robinson's getting healthy. And Max Mitchell's coming back. And Corey Davis might play. There's factors in this game that is going to make life easier for Zach Wilson. I think he plays better. And also, like that's kind of a perfect way to go into the second half of what I want to talk about here with this upcoming game. This is not that same dominant Patriots force. It's it just it just isn't. They're five and four, and when you look at the games that are still left on the schedule, they haven't played the same teams that the Jets have had to play so far early on this year. So yeah, they're five and four, but I mean, look at some of the teams that they've played so far this year. And who's left for them? They haven't played Buffalo yet. They got to play Buffalo twice. Maybe they beat Buffalo once, but that's a, that's one, maybe two losses right there. The Jets are 6-3, and three, so you have to take them seriously. They still have to go to Minnesota. They have to go to Arizona. The Raiders, that's a game they probably should win. But they still have Cincinnati and the Dolphins again. They still have a ton of... They've only played two divisional games so far. Of their remaining eight games, they have four divisional games. They got the Jets, Buffalo twice, and Miami again. And Minnesota, who's in first place. And Cincinnati, who I think could give this this Patriots defense some fits. There's some tough games in there. And obviously, with how Zach Wilson's played, or at least how he played... Against the Patriots, he was like the laughing stock of the league, the same old Jets. But outside of Jets Twitter, have we have we heard the crucifixion of Mac Jones, who has seven picks and six starts? When his first game of the season last week against Indianapolis, or before the bye week, I guess, without an interception, highest rated game was an eighty nine two. He has a high completion percentage. They don't ask him to do a whole lot. But it's it's wild to me the the pass that these guys... We talked about it when, when Fields was struggling earlier on and how the, the crucifixion of Zach was, was happening and now Mac Jones is struggling. But the story is still on Zach not being able to do enough. And now's the time for him, him being Zach, to put those critics to bed. Beat the Pats. Beating the New England Patriots is a big bar to cross or a big leap to take for a Jets team. That's who you're going to get measured against because they're the team that's owned you for the past 20 years. And so far, he stunk against New England. There's no way around it. He has seven picks and three starts. And in one of the starts, he only threw the ball 10 times because he got hurt in the game. They knocked him out. This one has to be better. And if they play their brand of New York Jets football that we've seen a ton so far already this year, there's no reason that they can't win this game. There's none. I mean, look, Max struggled against the Jets. 
He threw a pick, was had a, a pick six that was called back. He was sacked six times. The Jets got to him six times. And the Pats and Mac rather had a yards per attempt of five and a half in that game. If you get a repeat performance of every single thing else, but get average quarterback play or get the quarterback play that he got in Buffalo, the Jets win that game by 10. Exercise the demons. I keep going back to that. And that's what popped into my head all week long. All week thinking about this game. That's what I've been thinking about. Because it's a massive swing and it's a massive opportunity for the Jets. Obviously, it would have been nice if the Cleveland Browns showed any sign of a backbone against Miami and was able to win that win that game. But they rolled over. They got spanked. So Miami's in first at 7-3, and three, but they're on the bye. And since the Jets played Miami and beat them once already, if the Jets win this game against New England and are at 7-3, and three, they're in first place. And there's even an outside chance that they could be the one seed if the if the Chargers beat the Chiefs and like there's a whole there's a whole thing of a slew of things that has to happen in order for that to be the case. But there's an outside chance of that. But at worst, probably two seed at the if they win that game. But if you lose, <laughs> that drops you down to last in the division. Because then you'd be at six and four, and so with the Patriots and the Patriots would have beaten you twice at that point. It's the opportunity is there. I don't want to continue to be the, uh, the, the New England Patriots punching bag. I don't want to continue to be Bill Belichick's punching bag. This Jets team knows it. And again, like I said earlier in this show, I don't think this is the same old Jets because they are too young and too naive to think that way. They're all, all every single one of them are coming in with the expectation of being a playoff team. Whether it's the veterans like C.J. Mosley saying it or Braxton Berrios saying it, but Sauce Gardner when he was drafted said it. Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, all these guys—they're getting you know these unbelievable contributions uh, from these this young talented group. I don't think they're rolling over and dying, and I think this team as this is going to sound nuts. What I'm about to say, I can't believe this is about to come out of my mouth when thinking about this Jets team over this entire playoff drought, but ready for this? I think the Jets are too well coached to come out flat in this game. I know New England's off a bye. So are the Jets. Guess what? Last year, New England off the bye week, they lost to Indianapolis. It's not an impossible feat. It's a necessary one. That's the next necessary step for this New York Jets team. I'll show you're real. You want to show you're legit. That's what you have to do. Beat the New England Patriots. And with that, we can get into the Mojo segment. So if you don't know what Mojo is, it's a stock exchange for players. I'm actually rocking the jersey that they sent me, the Matt O'Leary Mojo jersey. Love it. Thank you, guys. And the two guys that I want to talk about is Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. We'll start with Garrett Wilson right now at 1472. That's what he's uh, priced at right now for... Uh, for them over at Mojo and with how he's performed the last couple of weeks and what he did against New England a couple of weeks ago, how could you not like him? He had six catches for a buck 15, followed it up against Buffalo with eight for 92. Him and Zach are getting on the same page. He felt very, very comfortable throwing Garrett Wilson the football. He targeted him nine times in that Buffalo game. I think down the stretch, he's going to be a big factor. And number two 
Something else we can get into here, Elijah Moore. I'll give you his price at 11.39. He's someone else who I think is going to go up. And why is that? Because of his new role. Elijah Moore is finally finally going to the slot. Is this when he breaks out? I know Jeff fans are upset with Elijah. I get it. I'm frustrated with how he handled the situation. I think some of his post-game comments were unnecessary. But over the last few weeks, obviously he didn't play against Denver, did not have a target against the Buffalo Bills, was targeted once, had zero receptions against New England, was not targeted against Green Bay. He had four targets against Miami where he had one catch. The last time we really saw Elijah Moore, even in the slightest bit, was against Pittsburgh, where he had three catches for 53 yards. It's in the Jets' best interest to try to use Elijah Moore. His snap percentage was still on the lower side, 45% against Buffalo. Early on in the season, 89, 87, 94, 90%. Then it went 66, 58, 17, 45. That's got to continue to go up. It just has to. And I think him going back to the slot is going to open things up on this Jets offense. And I think we see a different Jets offense after the bye. With that, let's get into the voicemails. First up, we're going to go out to Jake in Jersey who wants to talk about Wilson's performance against Buffalo and what stuck out to him for going forward. Yo, what's up, Matt? It's uh, Jake from Jersey. Uh, I got an interesting little comment about how Zach played against um, the Bills. You know, there's still people that are saying like he's not doing enough. And... I mean, I think he's playing – like, that last game was great. There was, like, no real turnover-worthy throws. And, I mean, yeah, he had that one fumble. But, I mean, what are you going to do? That's going to happen to any quarterback that doesn't see somebody coming. But regardless, I'm just going to say, it really seems like that the way Zach played, especially that last – like, one of the last passes to Mims where he got him on mm-hmm. that little, uh, like, quick slant almost, and they got the first down to burn some more time off. I feel like that's the exact type of quarterback – that we would lose to 10 out of 10 times the past, like, I don't know, what, 10 years? Like, I feel like that throw is, like, something, but the, the same throw that, like, Brady would make in a two-minute drill to ice the game on us. Like, it's it's just it's just funny. I think he's uh, really maturing. You could really see how he bounced back in you know, such a great way from that uh, Patriots loss. But let's see what he keeps doing going forward. Uh, love the show, man. Go Jets. Thank you. And that's the important thing, right, is how he bounced back. He didn't throw the ball a ton in that game, and especially on that final drive you're referencing, he only attempted one pass, and it was that big one to Denzel Mims. It was a strike. It was a big play. Uh, I was happy that he completed it. I was happy that Mims caught the ball. Uh, It was a really, really nice play and a really, really nice throw. You need to see more of that going forward. You need to see more of those performances like we saw against Buffalo going forward because if he does, that's a great sign because you know that there's talent underneath there. I mean, when he plays poorly, I know the calls and, you know, everyone comes out of the woodwork saying, I don't understand why this guy was taken so high. But you see the arm strength, you see the athleticism, you see the off-platform throws and arm angles that he can make. It's the simple things. If he gets the simple things right, he can be very good. He didn't do the simple things. He did the opposite. He made life hard for him against Denver, against New England, in those games where he really struggled. They kept it simple, and I think you build off of that. You got to start with the base and Buffalo is your base. That Buffalo game is your base and you go off of that. You add a little bit more. 
I like that you take those deep shots. I know it didn't connect to Denzel Mims, but you do that so you push the defense off of you, and then that opens up the running game, opens up the RPOs, it opens up the stuff underneath. And also, you're allowed to tuck it and run. I don't know if he knows this. He started to maybe get that back a little bit, but he's allowed to tuck it and run. He's too athletic not to. Thank you uh, for calling in. We're going to go out to Patrick in Atlanta, who says he's having a hard time coming to terms with this Jets team being good. Hey, Matt. Uh, Patrick from Atlanta. What's up, I man? actually called in a couple months back. Um, can't remember the exact episode it was, but I was mentioning about how all the new talent that we had come in in the offseason, why couldn't we at least get eight wins or uh, get even upwards of like 10 plus. I had us pegged around eight, and obviously we're at six and three now. Pretty ecstatic to be here. Uh it's just weird, man. I don't know how to feel. Never been in this position before as a Jets fan. My um, roommate's a Pats fan, so they got us a couple weeks back. Hopefully, we can get them out of the bye. Um, I mean, it's just it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I was wondering how you were feeling. I know you've been around probably the same same amount of time as me. I'm only 23, but um, just trying to gauge where you're at in your fandom, how your view and the rest of the season is going to go, and uh, go Jets, man. Yeah, I'm a couple years older than you. I'm 27, so I I remember some of the earlier stuff, whether it be like I mentioned on here, but like 04, 06, 09, 10, you know, I was around for that stuff. But um, it has been great since then. Obviously, it's from 2011, how that season ended up and through now is really, really stunk. Uh, it, it is weird with this Jets team being good. And there's, I think they are good. I think they are a good team. There's eight games left, and if they somehow win four, which I don't think is asking a lot, saying go four and four, 500 the rest of the way, that could see to 10 and seven on the season and probably a playoff spot. If you go five and three, which I also think is a realistic ask, and that's my expectation, five and three, you're an 11 and six football team. With how this defense is playing right now, they could hang with anybody. It's really going to be up to the offense of how far they go. And Zach Wilson's obviously developing. He's still learning on the job. There might be a game. There might be another clunker game from the offense in there. But I was impressed with what I saw against Buffalo with with both LaFleur and, and Wilson. So let's see. Vinny and Peekskill is up next. He wants to talk about how it was a great bye week for the New York Jets. It, that it was. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. Vinny from Peekskill is calling, you know. Last, I am. I'm glad the bye week's over. We had an excellent bye week. You know, it could have been better. You know, the Brownies did us a favor, but whatever. And honestly, talk about this upcoming Patriots game. Just that, like, look, yeah, the last game, last time they faced, it sucked. Jets shot themselves in the foot, particularly on offense, but special teams. And, you know, the defense letting Mac Jones run around a bit were not pretty things either. But this is, you know, the best time of year probably start facing New England if you look at the recent trends from that team. And I get some people will criticize me because I focus way too much on my hatred of the Patriots. I look at every little milk and detail about that team. And, okay, yeah, it's a problem. I'll admit it. But, hey, you want to know what I've noticed? Last three years, the Patriots collapsed in the second half of the season. You look at it, 2019, the 8-0 they fall down the stretch. They go four and four down the stretch. Collapse. 
they lose the first round bye to Kansas City 2020. You know, they're going into final stretch of the year. They're six and six, go two and go one and three down the stretch, miss the playoffs. Last year, same scenario. First round, they got the one seat locked up, supposedly. I mean, all but locked up. And they go one and three down the stretch to fall to a wild card team. The Patriots collapse in the second half of the year. It's a trend. You can't ignore trends. So this is the perfect time to face them, and let's get that late season collapse for them going. You gotta win this game here. Let's win the division and end any remaining semblance of lol Jets memes. That's all, and go Jets. Yeah, it really would put to bed a lot of those claims, right? And here's New England's schedule for you of their final eight. The Jets at Minnesota, hosting Buffalo at Arizona, at Vegas, hosting Cincy, hosting Miami at Buffalo. That's a tough last three games right there. And you also have Buffalo, the Vikings, and the Jets. And I know they Patriots fans probably don't look at this Jets team as a threat, which I think is wrong because of how good they've played. But it, it, it's more than overdue. It's not... They don't have an easy path. They have some tough games left on their schedule. If they go like if they go four and four the rest of the way, they're at nine and eight. I don't think that's enough. And again, you have Buffalo twice. You got Miami again. You have the Jets. You got the Vikings. Those teams have played well. All those teams have better records too, mind you. So. I'm not ready to announce, uh, anoint this team something that they're not. I think they they still have a lot to prove to me. We'll see. We'll see how legit these Jets are. I believe to you. Before we go on and continue on with these voicemails, I want to mention BUSR, the official sports book of Matt O'Leary and why. Sign up using my link at BUSR.com slash Matt and you get a 150% free play bonus. You can bet on the New York Jets, who are currently underdogs right now, to the New England Patriots. They're three-point underdogs at the time of recording this. Also, we have an announcement for the winner. Remember we did that giveaway? We found out the winner. Me and Jake Asman collab with BUSR. We appreciate their support. They wanted to send a lucky winner to Jets, Bills, and we have that winner, and it is Jeremy Willis. So, Jeremy, you should be expecting uh, an email from them. And uh, congratulations. You guys are going to be going to the, the game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm jealous. That's it. That's all I need to let you know on that giveaway. I'm trying to see if there's any more information, but you got the bonus, 150% free play bonus, and uh, they're a great sports book. Check them out. That's where I do my gambling on the Jets. Let's roll this right along. We're gonna go to James in New Jersey. He's calling in. He wants to talk about this one being a must win. Matt, what's up, buddy? It's James from New Jersey. How's it going? Good, man. So first order of business, I, I, I forgot what else I called you. Was that week seven, week six? I don't even know. I think it was the Denver game I was to call you. I'm not sure. But how's going on, man? What's going on? Everything good? Yes, sir. So here's order of business, all right? Because I'm obviously on a New York Chats high. Here's what happened for the past couple weeks and why I didn't call you. Week eight, 
I was at the New England Jets game. I uh, I was able to have an opportunity to go. I was hooked up nice for some tickets, some fancy tickets off top of that. And unfortunately, they lost. Then, ironically, week nine, I was ironically had an opportunity to go again. And this is my two straight NFL games officially. I've never been to a regular Jets season game before. This is my first year, first time in my life going there. Two straight weeks in a row. So week nine, I went against the Buffalo Bill games. I'm like, all right. It's going to be a butt kicker, but it's an NFL game. Why not see it? And and even I tuned to Jake Asner. Jake Asner was like, if you go again, James, you're not allowed to go to Midlife anymore. So the whole time, like, please don't let me uh, go 0-2 for going to Jets games. But we won. I, I can't believe we won that Buffalo Bill game. I was ecstatic. I was part of the fans. The crowd was, was electric. They were saying, go Jets. <laughs> and I was it, was it was nice. And then this past week, week 10, uh, I don't know what to do with my hands or my fingers because we, we had a bye. I didn't know what to do. I mean, this was the most less stressful weekend of my season ever. Five besides this COVID, I knew we were trying to, we were thinking for, thinking for a quarterback in 2020. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's, it's good to be a Jets fan. 63 at the bye. We gotta beat New England. I mean, I don't want to set the expectation high, but we have to. We gotta beat New England. We gotta go one and one, uh, against them because there's no reason we should have lost that game. And I think if Zach plays smart, and if he plays accurately, we could, we could win that game and we could go one-on-one against New England and, you know, make a noise in the AFC like, hey, we're not a pushover team. We're not someone you can get two wins on in the division. So, anyway, I just want to chat in. I'm just ranting here. It's good to be a Jets fan, 6-3. and three. Heck, yeah, let's go 7-3 and three against uh, New England in Week 11, and let's keep kicking butt and taking names. Hope you get this soon, Matt, and go Jets. Thank you, buddy. Love it. Thank you so much for calling in. I agree. I think you got to win this game. One, because it sets yourself up a lot nicer uh, in, in to, to be in first place. But also, I just hate losing to that team. I think we all do. We're, I'm, I'm over it. I'm sick of it. And, you know, as Vinny said in the last call, the Jets got some help. It was a really nice bye week for the Jets. Would it have been nice if Miami lost? Of course. But Minnesota, wild win. San Francisco beat the Chargers. So Jets are sitting at the five spot right now. They're in a wild card spot. Division still up for grabs. Probably a tough ask, but it's wide open. The AFC is wide open. You can't squander this opportunity and stumble down the stretch and not get into the playoffs. It's crazy that that's the, this is what we're talking about right now, but it's the God's honest truth with how this team's played. They've exceeded expectations, and it's a good thing. It's fun to be talking about this. Just the last few years, we would be talking about you know the draft or debating uh, Fields or Wilson or Trevor Lawrence or uh, edge rusher or corner or wide receiver or should they go a double dip on the defense because the defense was so bad. Remember those times? And while they were kind of fun, it's not nearly the same. I like it so much better when the team's good and we have real football to talk about, real football to watch, and this is a big-time game. I'm amped up this week. You guys are too. We're going to close out with Richard calling in from Nevada. Wants to talk about Zach Wilson. All right, close us out strong, Richard. Hey, what's up, Matt? It's Richard from Nevada once again. Um, a little bit bored during the bye week, obviously, but uh, just watching some of these games. Uh, wanted to watch Monday's uh, Monday night game before I even said anything on a lot of uh, particular topics. But one thing I wanted to talk about is the and I and 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 I think hear me just basically just going, uh when I hear so many Jets fans still talking about how Zach Wilson 
is not the guy or how would we prefer to have like, uh, you know, Justin Fields or any of these other guys during the same draft. Look, the thing is, Zach Wilson is doing something that I think a lot of these other quarterbacks haven't done as well, or at least have done it quicker if you compare the amount of time that he's been able to actually play in the league. He has less playing time than a lot of these other quarterbacks. And the one thing he does is he adapts. He learns. He has a bad game. In uh, sorry, in uh, in MetLife against the Patriots, he learns what he's doing wrong. He goes and he beats the Bills. If you look at his first year, also his first year, you know, if you break it up into two halves of his season, like you know, the beginning, he kind of was like you know doing what he was doing as a rookie, and then the second half, he's not throwing any picks. Zach Wilson knows how to adapt and learn with this game. That's the biggest thing that I see with a guy like this. So a lot of people complain, oh, well, what's the point of drafting Zach second overall if we're just going to, you know, basically use him to play conservatively all day. The thing is, Zach isn't going to be, is not going to be the same quarterback we're looking at uh, this year compared to next year. He's learning how to play at an NFL level and he's adapting and he's doing it fantastically. So to all the Zach Wilson haters out there, just understand that what you're comparing here is that a player that is learning how to play the game versus who is experienced, who can bring a locker room together and can basically do way better than the alternatives like Joe Flacco and Mike White. <laughs> you're not going to be looking at uh, uh, some Trump little child of a quarterback versus somebody who can go out there and you know, really use his legs, use his arm, use his talent. And really, the biggest element I think a lot of people are underrating is his brain. Anyway, thank you, Matt. Like and subscribe, guys. Hit that button. Yeah, Take th- two seconds. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, that's, that's a good way to end it, I think, because uh, it, through ni- 19 games, that's all we're looking at, right, is 19 games for Zach Wilson. That's it. It's it's crazy to me that people are so out on him so quickly. And I, I don't know if it, part of it's from the fatigue with the young quarterbacks, whether it's a continuation from the from the Darnold era or or what, but it's so rare for a quarterback to come in and just pop and get it right away. It doesn't necessarily work like that. We have, you know, Mahomes come in and, and pop in his second year and his first time starting or Burrow and Herbert come in and tear up the league. It took Tua a while. It took Jalen Hurts a while. Josh Allen, everyone loves to bring up. It took him a while. And if you look at that draft, it looked like that first year, the two best quarterbacks from that draft looked like it was Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. And now look at how that turned out. And who knows, maybe these people end up being right. And maybe Zach Wilson doesn't turn out to be the guy, but the definitive statements after 19 games are are what drives me nuts. I think you absolutely at minimum have to see what happens through the rest of this year. And if he manages the game and they go out and they win 10, 11 games, like everyone's expecting them to, then he's probably back next year. I think they're going to have to, you know, rely on him a little bit more at times. Like I said, he's thrown over 30 times just twice this year. 
against New England, against Pittsburgh. One of the times went well. We're 252 yards, a big fourth quarter, a, you know, comeback win. The other did not go well with the three interceptions. But there's games on this schedule remaining, and probably not New England, and maybe not Buffalo, where you can go and put up some some yardage and some touchdowns and some points. Jacksonville's defense isn't great. Detroit's defense stinks. Chicago's defense stinks. Miami is great offensively. Their defense stinks. And Zach played Miami already and played pretty well. They only asked him to throw the ball 21 times because they were up. They, they blew him out. They won 40 to 17. He completed 67% of his passes and had a 10 yards per attempt. That was one of his better games as a pro. What was his quarterback rating in that game? A 99-3? He was really good, and he ran for a touchdown. So I'm not out on Zach. I don't think you should be either. Beat, just beat the Patriots. I'll end on that. Just beat the Patriots. That's going to do it for this week. A little bit of a shorter episode. Not as many voicemails with the uh, with no game, but obviously next week I expect a ton of voicemails, a ton of reaction to this this one. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show, whether it's on YouTube or in podcast form. And also know uh, that we're on social media at Matt O'Leary NY. Also, Just Jets Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can get us uh, get us there. And The Jet Report, Monday to Thursday, live on YouTube at 2 p.m., available in podcast form after the fact. Appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll catch you next time.